0: Hello, fellow gooners, and welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm here this morning. My co host, as usual, Aiden.
1: How's it, guys? Good to be back again, you know, after our game against Chelsea. You know, Arsenal kind of, you know, you would say trying to get their, their feet and the rating to get on their feet and the rating to go for the season, which is, you know, surely, um, slowly among us. And if you think about it, you know, Everything should be set and Arsenal should be, like, you know, the few game should be a three rehearsal of what's to come because, you know, there's not much time left before the season to commences.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, look, with that, games, you know, leading up to this one, I was almost like, you know, you could accept now the Hibernian defeat, as I said last week, uh, just had a couple of uh, training sessions together, then the Rangers one, you could see slight improvement, then I mean, we... That, U.S. tour got cancelled and we had like two uh, impromptu friendlies with uh, Mobile and Watford. But I mean, you could also not make too big of a judgment, even though we won both games 4-1. Um, you just didn't see that sort of, you know, what you were now going to see. Like, because look, Watford was also not playing the, uh, you know, near full strength team. Yeah, we are also having already our, uh, you know, our frontline forwards and, and, and you know, parts of the defence that looks like it's going to probably be, you know, roughly what we're going to see opening day of the season. But it's like, with that chance again, that is what, what, what kind of annoyed me because I was expecting, because look, don't get me wrong, the, we, you know, easily 15, 20 minutes, we dominated the game. And then afterwards, we started going to a sort of game plan that I don't know if it was not our titters, doing whatever. But I mean, we end up going and, you know, almost like attacking, but then allowing them to start almost like suck, suckering into, or, you know, laying little traps for us. And I mean, when, you, uh, when a person looked again, we end up pushing almost like everybody up the field. Uh, the ball gets lost, you know, uh, in the Chelsea, uh, near the Chelsea box. It just takes one, uh, root one ball for Chelsea. You know, uh, all of a sudden, we're in a scenario where Timo Werner's 2v1, like Eman a 2v1 versus Marie. Rob Holding is, I don't know what he was trying, to yeah. way up the field about the Chelsea box. He, he does not have the legs to, you know, track back at all. And I mean, by the time Vernon uh, squeeze up the ball for Arvids, and I mean, Everton just blast the ball past, and uh, Chelsea go one up in
1: the friendly. And, and the scary thing is, you know, they go one up in the friendly, Arsenal kind of caught with the same type of goal we've been conceding for, you know, the yeah. longest time mm-hmm. under Arteta. And you wonder, you know, what has these guy who's been working on in pre-season? And mm-hmm. Arsenal, what the worries me is, Arsenal had a full pre-season with their, most of their players. You know, Boring sucker, not being there, and um, I don't know who else has been really being like you know not had a proper preseason with the club. Yeah. Uh, uh, you you kind of are looking at it and say you know is this the best you can do? You you kind of have a head start over Chelsea. I think this is probably a a a, a weakened Chelsea side at the moment. I mean yes they they um, came all guns blazing, but you know they never had that um, preparation we had. And you got to wonder, you know, besides for, for party for me, you know, who are the guys that's going to, um, you know, hold their head above water and, and start pulling their weight? Because, I mean, holding again, you know, he's consistently being caught out to the same thing, you know, trying to... I don't know what he's trying to do. He knows he doesn't have pace, mm-hmm. but he tries to play that same game, getting caught high up the field, not able to, to track back. Anyway, And you have to wonder, you know... Who's at fault here? Is it the players or is what the tit is doing not working? Because, you know, it's it's frighteningly close to the new season. And, you know, as you mentioned, this could probably be the possible starting lineup. And are we near to 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 a finished article where we want to be? Or are we missing signings that we're going to need to get in the next few, few days, uh, you know, weekend a bit? Mm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, watching us in that game, it's like you see. You know, you as as a viewer or the person even, in, like, you know, in the crowd, you, you see the sort of ploys or the little traps that Chelsea are setting and we end up, you know, just falling for it the whole time. And I mean, I don't know how many times we also rode our luck in that game because there were times that Chelsea caught us again, you know, with, uh like, say, 3v2 or, or something like that. And those scenarios, we end up, you know, always being short because El Neni don't, I mean, he, almost like he, he, he's like a headless chicken sometimes when he plays. I mean, besides the slowing our game down, I mean, look, as I said, he grafts the game well when, when you're winning, but when you almost like chasing the game, he's like the last person you want to be choosing. And then you have also like the old defensive uh, setup of, of Arsenal because why he tells almost like the slowest person to go, you know, to carry the ball. And I, I think that's yeah. also where we, you know what we mentioned last week in the podcast when I said, Ben White is somebody, when he sees a gap, he's going to try, you know, running it and whatever. But I, I think because he has that sort of speed to get himself back in his position again. And I think holding, almost like being adventurous in that line, was almost like just making himself more vulnerable and, and almost like, you know, standing out like a sore thumb now to opponents when the league season begins. Because when you watch Arsenal sometimes in a in a pre-season, I'm not talking about that winger period, but now it's almost like you almost like get this sort of inkling of what's to come when, when you see certain uh, friendly games of Arsenal, especially when, you know, you do it like the US tour, you know, some years yep. back. Then we come back, we come to the Emirates Cup and we look totally out of it. Because then this yeah. was like, you know, it's like seven days before the season starts. They look totally out of it. So I don't know, as you said, you don't know where Arteta's floor. Because I mean, for me, it's, it's coming off more as a tactical problem because either the, the players are not adapting to what he wants them to play or... We don't have the sort of
1: manpower needed to play that sort of formation. Yeah, because it, it it's like if uh, you as an Arsenal fan, right? you know uh, we always mentioned it with with Emery, um, that kind of identity of what what is Arsenal trying to do? How do we break teams down? What is you know you know City is a a passing game. They they have to open you up. You know Liverpool plays an aggressive counter attacking game where they literally destroy you on the break and they high press. Um, you know, Chelsea also a very counter-attacking defensive type of game they play, but they're very good on the counter. But, yeah. you know, what is Arsenal's plan? We saw it initially with Arteta where they used to play out from the back and all that. But it's almost like now we, we our, our attack is so blunt as well that there's not much to talk about. I mean, Yang again, you know, is, is not seem to be firing on all cylinders at the moment. It's just, I, I don't know what's, what's happening with him.
0: I mean one thing that, that i was actually amazed at like you know watching the uh, this preseason game um thomas Tuchel, the the, the camera was like paying on the chelsea players and like you know the sort of angle we can see the coach as well and I, I don't know which one of their players it was could have you know had like the option to pass to the right of him like to the the, the wing back bursting past him or to play a ball centrally but in a attacking way, and this guy decided to play a sideways back pass, and I tell you, Thomas Tuchel was losing his shit there because I mean, he started. I was like, you know, like Rumpelstiltskin. He was like just jumping on the spot. I was like, telling him, "Why are you <laughs> doing that?" And I'm just saying to myself, that is a sort of drive that you need to be getting into the skulls of these players not playing for us because every time it's like, you know, we can't get through there. Okay, we're gonna go side and back and back and back. In the in the, in if you play that, or you keep on playing that sort of way. That all that plugs are going to be, you know, for the for an, uh, forward pass are going to be plugged up, and you're going know, to just get almost like played to the way they want you to play. And I mean, as you said, we've been done in like that down the years with Man City. We've been done done in like that with with uh, uh, with Klopp and Liverpool, and also Chelsea are now picking it up more. I mean, especially now with Tuchel, because okay, yeah, we beat Chelsea twice last season, but I mean, for me, it's going to come down to he's going to be wise. Like i I can guarantee you, he's probably now wise up to. The way we play it, and when we play them like in like three weeks or so, he's probably going to have them set up to to almost like nullify that sort of thing to our game, even if they're the away team. So I just think we should now not only be more adventurous, but show some guile and you know yeah. pace to the game. Because I'm not sure if if uh, like you know how many of them are actually driven to go forward, or is it uh, you know a tether, or you know rainy? I mean, as you were mentioning like partly.
1: No, I, I don't know. It's very frustrating at the moment. If you, if if you look how things are going, and and I think what you mentioned is spot on. You know, um, Man City. We 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 out. i then in the FA Cup, right? We we beat um Liverpool two one as well on the road to the final. We beat Chelsea yeah. as well. But you know, it's like like you said, Klopp and Guardiola. You know, ever since that that time we played against um. Against we won them in the final and we beat um we we haven't they almost were one up on our teta and never again did Arsenal kind of get that above the green of against our tether, um against Klopp and guardioli because they completely nullified his game plan they outthought him and now it's almost like a formality for Liverpool and City to beat us now and I think Tuchel will probably do the same thing like you mentioned <laughs> where they're gonna outsmart Arteta and then you know Arsenal just get knocked back down to earth and I think that is what's happening. Arteta, you know, is good the first time to outsmart him, but it's almost like he rests on a bit of a complacency on, on, that, on his laurels. And then the next time, you know, they kind of outthink him, and now they have the upper hand on him. So I don't know how or where or what's going to be done different, but I don't see anything exciting about Arsenal yet. You know, I don't see anything like, you know, you're rubbing your hands together. You know, when, when you mentioned about Arsenal's preseason, you know, under Wenger at times, you know, they looked a bit exciting during pre-season. You could see, you know, there, there's something that possibly could happen this season. Even though it didn't always happen, we were close to making something happen. But now we're just, you know, not uh, getting into the top five, top six, yeah. you know, is it a possibility? And with the performance like we did against against Chelsea, leading up to, to half-time in that game, you know, the, the only thing we were, were worried about was probably party.
0: Yeah. And look at for me, it was also a very unfortunate uh, injury because, um, you know, Loftus-Cheek with that tackle, it's almost like he ended up off-falling, like I think the two of them into a 50-50, then uh, Loftus-Cheek ended up falling on his ankle and in that moment where he fell on his ankle, that's when, you know, when you want to take off in a sprint, that's when not uh, party, did that and that's when that, that stretching occurred with the, you know, the, the ligament and that in the ankle and I think that's what kind of did him in, that's why it was so difficult for him to almost like, you know, really put weight on that, that foot. But, I mean, it's also crazy the sort of freakish injuries. Yeah. um Other point, like, you know, back to the game. Um, second half, I mean, both teams are, you know, uh, chopping and changing their scores, especially Chelsea, because I think often they really made a chunk of ch- changes, and I think we probably just made one. Um, going because I think <coughs> excuse me, that was when Ben I came, uh, made his, day, uh, you know, unofficial name. Yeah. um then, I mean, we managed to pull a goal back. And then I think, what was it, 60 seconds later, we end up <laughs> Kamakaze football again at the back. Leno again. Sorry, not Leno. Uh, yeah, in a way, Leno as well, because I think Leno gave also a pass when people weren't ready, you know, for the ball. And I mean, by the time he gives a ball to Bellerin, Bellerin almost like does, you know, back in the day when I was uh, doing coaching, there used to be a, be a girl in the team that used to always do these, uh, what I call blind passes, we... You know, Belen just randomly passes the ball, and I mean, it goes in. It ends up going straight to what was Tammy Abram, or it was still played interchanging with somebody else.
1: Yeah, straight to Tammy Abram, and he just said, "Thank you very much." Yeah.
0: So I mean, no sooner we get back in the game, we back out of it again.
1: Yeah, oh, it's it's really frustrating. Uh, it's it's individual areas that's costing us, and you know, like you mentioned about Leno, it seems like Leno always seems to play these rash passes. Sometimes, you know, as a, as a goalkeeper or any player, use your initiative and put the yeah. ball out of touch or just you know, put it back in the opposition's half if the pass is not on. But it just seems like the players don't feel the need to do that and they want to carry on playing this game that they're playing and then it backfires and we you know, like you said, no sooner do we go 2-1 down.
0: And I just wonder if it can also come down to um, you know, when we do sign a like I say, a stronger number two or strong number two, you know, where somebody is actually way, way more comfortable with the ball at his feet because, you know, look, Lena was, a, like, as a kid, he was a, a midfielder. And I already thought to myself, when he used to talk about when he joined Arsenal and, and like, you know, his footwork, I thought, that, you know, with the knowledge of now, being an infield player, he's going to be way more comfortable. But it's like, he seems to always give the ball... Like, look if you notice also last season or the even season before Jaka used to get a lot of flack. I mean sometimes yes. you know it's valid in it. But sometimes he gives passes to Jaka or to even Al <laughs> that, he, as you said, just leather the ball up the field or he didn't need to touch or just get the ball to the other side. But it's like he ends up trying to be too smart or whatever. And the uh, same with with, with Ballon, I mean it's not like it's an attitude change also in the player because Look, end of last season, he was already it was like this mumblings going on that he probably would leave because he had a challenge elsewhere. And for me, was was Leno's contract was also winding down. For me, it was like, yeah, there's also some way not there at the club at, right now. And and I think also this is where I question theater as well. Where you bring people into the squad that like you, uh, you know, it was like square pegs around old type of thing. Where yeah. Like, look, he said even leading up to Yo- the European Championships, they're willing to sell Jaka. Um, uh, and I mean, that. Yes, yes, yes. He's taking yes. a pen on his word. And now all of a sudden he comes back from the tournament. Uh, that whole thing with Roma falls through. And all of a sudden, bang, you, you're getting our contract. Look up. Look it Like, I don't I end up... I don't mind if he gets the contract. But don't say one thing like that. And then... i like, you start panicking now because you're not getting the money coming in. And you now have to panic because... You also don't want to just let this guy wind his content down so he leaves on a free. So now you end up panicking. Then uh, what was in a few like days of, of the defeat, and now was with, with Ballarin where we, you know, Inter are kind of broke as well, and they were kind of interested in Ballarin. Now all of a sudden now Arteta is talking about, you know, I wanted to keep Ballarin again uh, as part of his plans. Because it it's sort like the, the tea, like the, the those the in the hierarchy, the upper hierarchy of the club. Uh, or like just pointing themselves in a the corner right now, because now all of a sudden people you want to get rid of, you can't, and now you almost like you have to sit, or be settled with
1: them somehow. Yeah, and that's the big problem with you, and, and that's why I kind of, you know, to the listeners as well, like and I told you, I kind of tried to take a sabbatical, not a sabbatical, I just didn't kind of, you know, want to follow much of the transfer dealings in the pre-season, because, you know, you and I know both. We needed a big, a, a big transfer. Not, I'm not saying you know over the top excessive of yeah. you know spending 300 million or 250 million. We needed you know whether it was in terms of you know selling players, getting players on loan. We needed a big transfer window. We needed probably another solid centre back. We needed another midfielder in a centre mid. Probably another creative midfielder and another you know top striker. Probably yeah. that. Could, 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 could carry the, the, the Bamiang burden because Lacazette like doesn't seem to be able to handle it and it just seems that he hasn't hit the ground running or, or he's had some good patches in his Arsenal stint but, you know, he's not the guy that we thought was coming from Lyon. He, I think he failed to eat that heights, and it's it's starting to show and I think, you know, he's almost 30 or, you know, reaching that 30 mark yeah. and if you think about, you know, what 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 is our options going forward? I mean, Aubameyang's aging. I mean, you're keeping a right back now that you know was on his way out, and that that doesn't seem to have the same impact. So, even Xhaka, you know, uh, he had a good Euros, and I think a lot of us wouldn't have been sad to see him go. He would have been like, you know, not we wouldn't say good riddance, but we would say okay, we wish you well for the future. But Arsenal just don't seem to be showing anything of amb- like of any ambition. I mean, you get Man United. I mean, you know, possibly signing Veran, you know, splashing on yeah. Jaden Sancho, and possibly maybe some more dealings could be happening. And you look at City as well. I mean, I'm not saying we need to spend in that bracket, but start strengthening. I mean, you know, Letaro Martinez, you know, put in the effort to try to sign him now, and then you know, maybe you can get an additional um, uh, attacking midfielder somehow, somewhere. But I mean, we need to start forking out because Arsenal is really starting to worry I mean you know like Chelsea like I said looking in this game they didn't have their players as ready and, and the squad together but yet they still seem to beat us quite comfortably
0: yeah. I mean my two points that I want to add before we move on to the next topic I mean if Balon wants out why does Arteta put him in the side and then he overlooks Cedric who's sitting on the bench who is yeah. going to be pinned in as, as playing as you know, having some sort of role at right back for for the season. So, uh, what's the thinking going on there? And then also, you've got, you know, that's something that you—it's uh, always something that you said way back to me, and it's always been like ingrained in my head. It's like, you know, we've now brought in Ben White. Now, okay, you like when, when Gabriel comes back, one also don't know—it's still early days. But you, maybe they start stabilizing their defense now. Okay, yeah. we've done that, but now again we lack. That what you just now were talking about. Now we're lacking that cutting edge up front. So how, I mean, if you're not going to spend in one, like sort of, I'm not saying, as you said, you know, like in the city levels or the, uh, say, Chelsea levels, but you need to sort of getting a sort of forward that can, you know, be explosive and it can make a, a hell yeah. of difference to what we need. Because now it's like, yeah, you saw solid defence, but now you're going to be almost like weakened up front. And now it's almost like, now we kind of, so that maybe up front, and then somebody else in the defense starts leaving again, or there's a big hole in there. Yeah. So it's like this team never gets sorted like as a unit. It's always like it's like a sort of patchwork fix every time. Patchwork, patchwork, patchwork. yes. And I mean, you can't. You know, we're gonna always be trying to play catch up, even just the sixth place.
1: No, that is so true. That patchwork mentality. Imagine Arsenal had to get a Birmingham when they still had Alexis Sanchez on fire. Uh, Mesut Ozil on top form, you know, you kind of have Joe kind of playing, you know, they can't even work as a 4 4 2 or kind of a a, a, a second fiddle to a Bami I mean, we had top quality attack, I mean, we were just missing that kind of power, like you know, that killer instinct in a striker, and you know, who knows where you could have ended up in the table, but yeah. you know, now he. We have a Bamiyang, but now we have, don't have people to create chances for him. Now we might get people to create chances, but now we don't have a foot forward to finish well,
0: him. Sorry to interrupt, but I mean, like what I've seen in the season, or even in parts of last season, people are creating him because I don't know how many times you see uh, Callum Chambers flinging a ball in, or, or Smith Rowe getting a ball through the lines, or Kieran Tierney getting a, a decent whip on the ball, but he's either See somebody like like Obama, he's always like choking his chances. Lacazette like is always playing too deep, so there's no uh, forward around the penalty spot, you know, waiting for a cross. So, and then um uh, like last season, look, Eden Hazard seemed too weak, always get bumped off the wall. Now, I mean, with, with, the, with the new or the preseason, Eden Hazard looks like he's been eating the gym because somebody looks really you know ripped at the moment. And I mean, he's he's been, uh, you know, being more influential in games. He scored some fantastic goals in the preseason. And um, that's why I said that is my biggest, that is also one of the points I made. Now, like, I'm really concerned about the bombing. I mean, he's in the the, the top bracket of our, our like, the club, uh, you know, salaries wise. He's also, like, supposed to be our, our you know, the, the leader. He's also supposed to be the, you know, almost like the spear, you know, the tip of the spear in our attack.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, you don't see anything of him because, he, almost like he's almost like too casual and some people say, yeah, you, you might still come, right? But I mean, from what I've, like, is, like, you know, from what I've seen and what I've seen now like, uh, in pre-season, luck like, is it, I mean, he might not do the job but I mean, he's at least getting somehow active and doing things, linking up play. And KK has been very strong and I mean, you know I've not been the biggest yeah. fan but I mean, he has been doing a hell of a job. I mean, he's working, you know, even stronger. I mean, sometimes I think, he still makes a little composure up front when he's one-on-one but give him outside the box or, or when he's running down the flanks he's making mugs out of everybody because he was almost like a nightmare for the chelsea fullbacks when he came on in that game against chelsea Ah,
1: oh, it's, it's just uh i don't know you know it doesn't look promising already for this season and i know it's still you know early days and not ever but like you said I think we've watched football also a long enough time to to, to, to see when a player, you know, it's just, it's sometimes the player just cannot get back to that form that they were. Like, you know, look at Fernando Torres as well. Yeah. He was brilliant at Liverpool, but suddenly, you know, there was something that happened to him. I don't know what it was, but he just never was the same again.
0: Because I, mean, I honestly don't know where we go. Like, you know, it's almost like a case of, him firing blanks now, pretty season, or whatever, and he comes back stronger when the league actually commences. I mean, but I mean, are you willing to take that risk? I mean, as a fan now, do you want to take that risk as a club as well, or do you want to actually have somebody that can show, like, show, uh, you know, uh, Obama, look, we don't have to depend on you if you fire yeah. because I'm going to be stepping up and I'm going to do the job if you can't? Because I think he gets he's somebody he gets very complacent if he's if he doesn't have. You know, it's not Fayandi's backside, and I mean that is why you see he ends up missing, missing, missing. But it's not like Atete has the balls to say, okay, I'm I'm not uh, a big fan of the way you you know you know uh, put, you know performing or putting yourself out on the pitch. So you know you coming off, and this guy is going to play for a while, a couple of weeks, and then and then maybe that sort of mindset. Because for me, I think I mentioned last week, for me, Abame has become almost like a training ground forward. He's yeah. scoring like this world in training. and But when you want him to do the job on the pitch, he has nothing.
1: No, that's that's really the, the worrying aspect. And we don't have another forward that's spragging in goals. I mean, like I said, you know, he, he, he's doing the hard yards, he's, he's doing the crafting, but he's not, you know, smashing the ball in the back of the net. So we kind of need that from like I said, but, you know, yeah. we don't have a, a top forward. I mean, look at all these teams. I mean, Liverpool have Salah, Mane. You know, for kind of, is a support cost, But yeah. you know, they have those two. You have City, who's trying to bring in Harry Kane. You know, Spurs are probably going to suffer with losing Harry Kane. Yeah. And then you look at at Chelsea. You know, that they, they're trying to make it work, whether it's with Havertz or or with with or or with um. There's somebody there that they can. But it's with Arsenal, it's just. Nothing that's that's I mean, Vardy even looks better than what we have at the moment, and I mean, he's what, almost 33. Yeah, so you know, where to from here, and what do Arsenal have up their sleeve because it needs to be something good because otherwise, you and I are going to be singing the same old, same old as we did last season. Yeah,
0: then I mean, with regards to the injuries, I mean, as I if you heard Tom's party, he'll be out for four to six weeks, but I mean, oh. no operation is needed, there's more just you know, resting that. that ankle. Um, Then we switch our attention to the last game of our preseason, Tottenham Hotspur at the the Tottenham Stadium, I don't know if they called White Lane still, I don't know, Um, where we take them on in that that final preseason game. Um, Look, as you now mentioned, Tottenham going through, you know, almost like off-field antics of Harry Kane that's now kind of on strike trying to push his move to Man City. And I mean, look, last night I ended up drawing two two shells. Look, they had to actually come from behind to to get uh, back into that game. Um, I just wonder if it could also be a sort of game where we, uh, you know, a sort of game that we could use as a Kickstarter to, you know, just get our, you know, hands in focus and sort of confidence-boosting win that we need to even start the season. Because, look, you know for a fact, Brentford are going to be, you know, really up for that. Crowd is in the yeah. You Know really, probably rocking, in this, and it always dreads me to say this, but it's almost mm-hmm. like what you say when, when you hear that sort of <clears> themes, <throat> excuse me, like Crystal Palace when they, they play that song that really was like a, it just fires the crowd up more yes. like man on over or something like that. That like lyrics, but it's like when I hear that, that drum beat and they start chanting, yeah, you know, we're gonna got seat again now, yeah, so and uh, yeah, go on.
1: No, and the Brentford game is a type of game that if you let Brentford score, you know, they'll rattle, they'll yeah. the stadium will probably shake and it's a type where they'll come again and come again and you can see yourself 2-0 down very quickly because, you know, they play on pure adrenaline now, you know, this is, we're not in the Premier League, this is, this is big time for them and I mean, for Arsenal, it just seems like these guys are, are, are driving uphill in fifth gear.
0: Cause I mean, they, they will probably just veer off, probably, you know, after the like, after seven to ten games, you know, probably, as you said, yeah, you're just running on adrenaline. And then, the, you know, when the reality sets in you know, of which league you're playing in, then it kind of, you know, takes it out of your tank a bit. But I just think, do we have this sort of character that can actually, you know, play with a swag and it can actually take the game to them, or you know, you sort of look, as you said, now the, with the adrenaline thing, where you just sort of keep position, frustrate them, then you know, chase the ball.
1: Really tire them out, and then you go in for the jugular. It's a bit tricky running for me. And my biggest fear is, you know, who's in the PR midfield juggernaut now? I mean, party was supposed to be that. He's out four to six weeks. He misses probably most of the big games yeah. in that. So, what do you do now? I mean, weren't we, I mean, we supposed but, to. Yeah?
0: But, I mean, just personally, I would. You know, look, we don't know what the club are doing in the band. It seems if it's now still. So. Another few midfielders coming in, or <coughs> excuse me, if you know, some like say Joe says stays, although I, I have heard now there is a, a thing about, um, uh, you know, Newcastle with a 20 25 million offer for Willock. Um But but just back to the, the team setup, I mean, I personally, like, of course, it's just little fits and starts we've seen, but I would actually, if a push comes to shove, have Xhaka and Lakonga you know, starting in our midfield as the, you know, the sitting midfielders, then you let Smith Rowe do his thing. Because, I mean, I, I just think to myself, uh, that's going to be a sort of game where you need tempo. Because you yes. don't, cause sometimes El Nenny does all those little pretty little touches and five-yard passes back, five-yard pa- passes to the side. But he does not drive that team forward. And that is where I always lack, you know, have a lack of confidence when he's playing. Like where he starts the game and especially now with a with team that's going to be coming up against Adonai, it tails up. But I mean, uh, uh, it should be a, a decent experience for us to try even now, like on Sunday against Tottenham where you let Lokonga start and then see if he's now, you know, a, a case of sink or swim then. Because I mean, he does play with that. a lot of confidence because when he came on, we actually looked more at ease in the Chelsea game. You know, when he came on, because I, I think he came on like was 20 minutes ago. But I mean, he I could take the ball and because he was doing certain things that you never even see Al Olney do or attempt because he was doing his little dinks over the <coughs> excuse me, the Chelsea defence and he was catching them out numerous times with these little balls that he was playing over. And I mean, he knows exactly the sort of effect he was put on the ball so that the ball like, kind of hangs up for the forward, like whether the ball lands or skids on the deck. But I mean, he, he sort of knows how much backspin to put on the ball to play the attacker
1: no, and and through what you said it has to be a case of sink or swim. We don't have the we don't have the, the resources or luxury anymore of Arsenal of older we say, oh no, the player can take, you know, two, three seasons to find these feet for yeah. the youngster. We don't have that anymore. We don't have time for passengers and time to, you know, groom youngsters. We don't have the fixtures to do it. We don't have anything to do it anymore. It's it's yeah. now like you said, sink or swim, play for that position in the team and make it yours because we need to get break into that top six. And like you said, it looks a bit, you know, it's not going to be easy. I think, you know, Spurs will be a bit rattled. Let's face it, they will probably lose Kane. But I think the coach as well might, you know, add a new dimension to them as well. I think Everton as well, I think could also have a bit of a, a bite to them. So Arsenal just need to, I don't know what they're going to do. They, they've had a transfer window, Arteta has the window. And it just seems like they've they haven't done what they needed to do. I mean, you and I both know, and I'm not a football coach, that we needed another striker, somebody to, you know, put fear in the defenders because we don't have that. I mean, Arsenal don't have any yeah. forward really that you know is going to make the defenders, you know, Saka's not there. Um Pepe, you said, you know, is kind of the one that's putting up his hand. So I think people also forget about Martinelli, but we don't have that number pure number nine that's going to, to, to strike fear. And and that kind of, you know, lets f- the opposition play with confidence because they know that they can push deep and Arsenal aren't going hurt the, them. Aubameyang, like you said, just doesn't. I, I, he was my biggest, probably one of my f- favourite players up until a certain point where I just found that attitude was just lacking, you know, you just didn't have a desire or hunger. And you ask yourself, you know, when how, how do we move forward from this? I mean, we've we, we put all our chips on Obama to be honest, you know, when we gave him this big contract. And you know, where do we go from here? We, we, we're we supposed to sign like a a top, another top midfielder, but in the end, we're keeping Xhaka and we're depending on a the, on the youngster. Because
0: I mean, for me, the way things are playing out is like. You hear, you yeah, know, all this confidence from, from, from Vinay and Edu and Arteta. You know, it was, it was three weeks out. And now, we, you know, we're closing on with uh, the league season is, you know, on our doorstep. And now it's like, it's not feet being dragged. Like, not only because like, nobody wants to take our players that we need to get rid yeah. of. Yeah, um, bad. That should have been sorted out. And I mean, why now? Because, <clears throat> look, even look, we've now linked with uh, Madison and, because and, look, I think, they want something. Liston uh, wants something in excess of like sixty million, and I think if Arsenal are going to do something like the same sort of breakdown like they did with with uh, Ben White, you know, where you're giving them a certain portion, but I mean, I think with this deal, it will probably come down to also, you know, throwing like say someone like Metal Niles in as part of the deal, or say Reese Nelson or something like that. But I mean, I I just think to myself, you should not even if we're not going to bring players in. Are that players going to be ready to be integrated immediately? And I mean, we've yeah. got some crunch games coming up because that is why I wanted the squad sorted. Yeah. You know, in the, almost like the first few weeks of, yes. of the season where that person or the player in question can then get the games under the belt that he needs to get fit, know the sort of style we play, because, look, it's going to be totally new for any player we get now in the next, you know, seven to ten days or even up to uh, the transfer window closing on 31st of August. So how do we go from here? Because for me, it's like, you know, it was like what they would say, like, tick, 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 because you need to start watching now how the, how the things are going to play out. Because I think I, I did hear something about uh, Colossinic since Crystal Palace are losing or, or lost at Van Arnold. I, I think, yeah, Van Arnold was it Palace. Yeah. So they're looking now for a left-back and I think uh, Palace are actually offering something like 6 for Kolosinac. So I mean, that is also like something that you could already be exit. Oh, I think the other option was do we? we also do the same thing like they did with with, um, Mustafi, where they just, you know, pay pay him out of that contract or buy him out of his contract and dissolve it. So, you know, that's it. But, I mean, uh, for me also, we should already do something the way, you know, Aston Villa are doing now, where, you know, the guaranteed money is going to come in, That what is it, 100 million for Griglitz? So they they already start to spend, because, I mean, Danny Ings is coming in for them as forward. Um... That Leon Bailey of Leverkusen, he's coming in as a winger for them. So, I mean, they already know how they, they're spreading the money. And I think we, I was like, the whole hype was now just getting Ben White in. But now there's still certain aspects of the game that we need to now also kind of be wakey wakey now. We can't just like, you know, uh, think uh, we're going to drag our feet. We should be on the offensive now in the market and, you know, be a bit, you know, show sure, a bit more intent. I think just that alone will to get the fans fired up for the season. But
1: for me, it's, a, it's not like playing out the so anticlimactic. No, and you mentioned it. You know, you see, you still see it positively. You know, hoping hope we get all the business done before the end of um, you know, the 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 season. So that, but like before the season starts, and so the players can play together, get to feel of each other. But you know, it's like it didn't like you. You were supposed to sort of your targets, you know, in the summer. You know, before the Euros, you start watching, you know, who who and what. I mean, Locatelli went dead completely after, you know, he was a possible incoming. But it's like, you know, uh, the the thing that that we need to look at as well is nobody wants our players. You know, remember when everybody wanted to sign Arsenal players? You know, it was sad when we had to lose our players. But it kind of gave you a reflection of the quality in our side. But now our side has hardly any players featuring at the Euros. Hardly any players here headlining the Copa America. And then we don't even have players that um are oh I think to be signed. So we just have a bunch of players who are there picking up a, a wage but they're not showing anything that they are worth something. And and I think it's it's scary because if Arsenal don't sort this out, if another if we don't end in Europe next season, don't you think a sucker, packs his bags and say you know what you know I need to maybe find the other club out there I mean Milsmith Rowe probably thinking you know maybe I don't need this in my life Kieran Tierney top player thinking you know it's, let me let me try my like somewhere else I need Champions League football I mean you look at Gabriel maybe he also wants to leave lena will probably leave like you said his head is probably somewhere else and you lose five six players yeah. and we're back in the same position again so we are we could get in a very ugly um, cycle where we also ran for maybe the next three to five years if we don't pull ourselves out because everybody else is strengthening around us and we are sitting on our hands. I mean honestly, if you look at Arsenal's team now, would you say they're better off than last season? Do you think there will be there's a drastic change between now and last season? No,
0: I mean you look we've brought now somebody totally inexperienced and, and we don't really know of from Belgium. I mean, of course, um, Vincent company, you know, rates uh, La Conga quite highly. And I mean, I'm willing to also give him the benefit of the doubt. Same with, uh, with uh, Tavares. But I mean, you think of yourself, you're needing now somebody to take you next level. So, uh, you know, even though they, they say, like, you know, Arsenal could still get one of, like, just now there's no, also hypothetical, but you know, say the, either one, either all of, of Madison or of medicine or that Martinez, Latario Martinez, and I think that's how, if you get really anything like a big club, you go for both.
1: Yes, you have to. Uh, in, in the situation we're in now, you have to go for both. I mean, I'm sorry, you know, uh, uh, us as fans, you know, that, that we it's, we're not a person trying to balance the books. You know, we need to. We are football club, and we need to kind of hope that our play players that we bring in, we just sign the players and worry about the profits afterwards because we've been profitable for the past, you know, who knows how many years, paying off the stadium debt, X, Y, Z. But look how far we've fallen from from this. We've yeah. and, and 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 this FIFA fair play or whatever, you know, you wait forever to kick in. It doesn't kick in at all. So, you know, Arsenal need to do something. Because if we're not going to do anything, I'm telling you now, we're probably going to have the same frustrations as we did last season.
0: I mean, that is why I felt we needed also strengthening at board level because you need to always, like, explain to the owners. Well, I mean, this would have been my take where you say, look, we're going to go in, like, say, hundred and something million where we, you know, throw in something like get medicine for, say, the, the, like, say 60 million. And then you say something like Mar- at, uh, Martinez Martinez, we go, like, uh, say another 60 or, or 70. But you know for a fact, or you can kind of guarantee to uh, the owner that, look, these guys are going to be key to pushing us to, like, even Champions League, if you've got yes sort of thing. We, maybe instead of in an, uh, we get, like, say, another world-class, like, say, a defender or, or a world-class right-back. Will you just start showing that sort of intent? Because if that owner or, or that board or even the fan base see that sort of uh you know that you're putting you're really serious are you doing your business then i mean the the, the sales will not only go up like with with merchandise but i mean you're going to see you're going to have what's like uh, you know start you know like bumper to bumper type uh you see it's a fault in that stadium because everybody can will want to see you know that sort of demand now i mean you, you look at the arsenal game uh you know pre-covid you could already see there it is, issues at the club because people were there's nothing really appealing about the way Arsenal play that that you know. No nothing tickle, at all. Yeah, season ticket holders want to be in the in, in the ground because they'd rather give it a miss you'll see this sort of open spaces. The new year a ridiculous number that since they they still log in the season ticket holders for on a the match day. So you end up having like say sixty thousand the stadium was about forty five thousand or fifty thousand for So, I mean, for me, bring back the sort of ambition that we need to be showing. Because for me, as you, this is actually also worrying me something you said a while back. We said people are evident them overtaking us and and getting to a point where they're already almost like putting a hand out and almost like holding us off at a distance and we just can't get the punches in.
1: Yeah, I mean, players are still choosing to sign for Aston Villa over us because they just seem more attractive than us. I mean... How and how, how is that happening? I mean it's it's uh, we becoming the same bracket You're telling me a player it became a toss-up between us and Aston Villa. You know, so I I I'm just really worried about that. if if we don't if we don't end up, you know, pulling our socks up, we're gonna end up, you know, being in a very bad position very early on in the season and then it's too late to fix it. Okay, so that's <clears throat> my
0: final talking point of the podcast today. Hope you guys have, have a fantastic weekend. Take care, guys. Enjoy the game. Bye.
1: Cheers, guys. Have a good one.